the Psalm number 19. Uh, we will read verses 1 through 5 of Psalm 19 tonight, and then we'll start have a word of prayer. God bless you, and here we go. The heavens declare the glory of God, and the firmament showeth forth his handiwork. Day unto day uttereth speech, and night unto night showeth knowledge. There is no speech nor language where their voice is not heard. Their line is gone out through all the earth, their words to the end of the world. In them hath he set the tab tabernacle for the sun, which is the bridegroom coming out of his chamber and rejoiceth as a strong man to run the race. Well, Father, in the name of Jesus, we come before you tonight, thanking you for this audience, thanking you for their lives, thanking you for their well-being, Father. Thank you, Lord, thanking you, Lord, for blessing, keeping, and causing your face to shine upon them. I thank you, Lord, that you are indeed our keeper. You are our keeper, Lord, and because you are our keeper, you don't slumber in our sleep. We are well kept. Thank you for your protection. Thank you for bringing us out of 2019 and bringing us into boldly into 2020. We ask, Father, that your choice blessing would be upon us this day. I pray in the name of Jesus for the hearers of the word tonight. I pray that the word will fall on good ground. I pray, Father, for the speaker tonight. I pray that you will forgive him his sins, for they are many. Forgive him his shortcomings, Lord, and fill him with your Holy Spirit. Not by might or power do we always pray, Father, but we always pray by your Spirit. In the name of Jesus, amen. Well, praise God. This is uh, Pastor Gray again, and, and we are excited to be here with you, and, and we are excited about the subject that God has to deal with us. Have any of you ever felt in your lives that you were just bogged down with stuff? I believe Jesus calls it in the parable of the sower, the cares of life. Life sometimes can get you caught up and get you bogged down, and you know, you just caught, it's not necessarily sin, it's just life. You know, you got to pick the kids up from school. And, you know, the car broke down or, or you know, the the, 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 the power is out. Uh, you paid the bill, but the power is out. You don't know why. Now you got to get an electrician to come over. The AC unit went out. Uh, things like that that happen uh, in life. Uh, get into it with a friend. Good friend. You know, just have a disagreement. Hadn't spoken to your good friend in three or four years, three or four days, three or four weeks, three or four months. Life. You know, just things that just happen, just happen. What do you think God thinks about those things? Do you think God even cares? Have it, has anyone ever wondered if God even cares about those things? Does God really care about my life, about what things I'm going through? It's been so long since I've talked to him. I don't read the word like I used to. You know, it just don't... Church just didn't give me the same and do that. And in fact, I can't tell you the last time I've been to church. Wow. And I think rather than to shy away from God, I think rather than to shy away from church, to shy away from God's people, I think we can get an understanding tonight when we look at God's perspective on what happens to us when life bogs us down. I want to read tonight from St. John chapter 15, 
verses 1 through 5. And, and you know, I, I'm, a, I'm an old King James Version kind of preacher, but, you know, that, that's okay. Tonight I'm, I'm going to use the new uh, English translation of St. John chapter 1, chapter 15, 1 through 5. Listen. Jesus said, I am the true vine, and my father is the gardener. King James says, husbandman. Yeah, I just kind of like that old stuff. He takes away every branch that does not bear fruit in me. He prunes every branch that bears fruit so that it will bring forth more fruit. You are clean already because of the word that I have spoken to you. Remain in me, and I will remain in you. Just as the branch cannot bear fruit by itself unless it remains in the vine, so neither can you unless you remain in me. I am the vine, you are the branches. The one who remains in me and I in him bears much fruit because part, apart from me, you can accomplish nothing. While we, while we love the entire narrative, our focus tonight is going to be on something that Jesus says here in verse 1 that has been misunderstood and I think we'll share some clarity because God does care. He absolutely does care. In fact, Peter tells us, cast all your cares upon him for he careth for you. God cares about those things. God's concern is not just with how much you go to church how much money you put in church? Are you tithing or not? If that's not a concern, God, God, if that's not the issue, God just doesn't pay attention to it. No, He wants to know that you didn't. You had that out with your sister, you know, your little niece who you love. You know, got pregnant again, and you said something about it. She took it the wrong way, and oh my God, just started the whole thing, and now it's just gotten in. It's gotten you down. Some things in life gets us down. What happens? What does God think about that in our Christian walk? What does God think about that? The first thing I wanted, I want, I want to dispel a myth, if I may, that God is saying in this first verse that he dismisses us. He dismisses us if we're in him and we're not bearing fruit. If we are not productive, he is dismissing us. I don't think that's what he's saying at all. Look at what he said. Jesus said, I am the true vine, and my father is the gardener. He takes away, who's he? He, he is God. He takes away every branch that does not bear fruit in me. That's where we lost it. We assume that what he's saying is, it has been assumed that what he's saying is, if you're in me, I don't care what's going on. You need to bear some fruit, and if you're not bearing fruit, I'm taking you away. And we assumed that that taking away means that God is getting rid of you. He's no longer interested. But I beg to differ tonight. Because a more careful study of great gardeners, great husbandmen, of people who harvest, plant and harvest grapes will reveal to us that our God is so full of love. <laughs> he doesn't throw us away when we get bogged down in life. That's not what he's saying. A careful study will show us the gardener of the grape vineyard. He carries with him 
into the trestles, into where the grapes are growing uh, along the fence or, or, or up the tree uh, where, where the grapes are growing, he takes with him a bucket with water and a towel. Now, why would he have a bucket of water? You can't water the entire grape uh, uh, system, your, your entire garden with uh, one bucket of water. Why does he have this bucket of water in his hand? Remember when Jesus speaks, he's speaking using natural things that we understand to give us a better understanding of God's relationship to us. Why does the gardener carry a bucket of water and a towel into the grape, vine, into the grape vineyard with him? He does this because over time, some grapevines won't grow and follow the path designed to them. Oh, I forgot. Let me, let me not forget the most important part. He carries string with him. He carries string with him. And he does this because when grapevines grow, some of them grow towards the ground. And when they go across, across the ground, they get covered with dust. And if it rains, if it rains, that dust then becomes mud. And that grapevine, that, that vine is no longer able to produce because it's so bogged down in stuff. He goes in with his bucket, with his towel, his water, and his string. And he picks up the vine. He washes it, wipes it dry, then takes his string and repositions it so that it can bear fruit. It was bogged down. Now it's been repositioned, cleaned up, washed, cleaned up, and repositioned so that it might bear fruit. You know what this process is called? This process is called taking it away. So what Jesus is saying here is not that if you're in, if you're if the branches in me and it's not bearing fruit, I'm, I'm getting rid of it because I've got no time to waste with people who don't want to do right. Oh, that's a man's attitude. That's never God's attitude. Did you know the, the scripture says a good man, a good man falls down seven times. Seven times will he fall down, but he gets back up. God is not in the business of rejection. I would that no man would perish, but that all should come to repentance. So, 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 so it's not God's, let's just say it. Put the cards on the table. God's not angry with you because you messed up. He's not angry with you because you got bogged down. Life hit you and life hit you hard. Tied you up bogged you down, covered you up with soot so that if you wanted to produce the, the dreams that you had, you, you don't even think about them anymore. That's some good news here. Here's some good news in this very first sentence here is that every branch in me, I'm, I'm going old King James me, every branch in me that does not bear fruit, he take it away. He washes it. That's what he's saying. I'm going to get that mess off of you. I'm going to get that crud, that soot. I'm going, to get, I'm going to get life, life scars, life's hindrances off of you. And then, then the good news, the good news and the subject of, this, of tonight's lesson, the good news. 
I'm not going to leave you in the same place so that you fall back down. I'm going to take you. I'm going to reposition you. And so that you won't fall, I'm going to tie you. I'm going to fasten you to the position that I want you. And that position is a position of growth. That position is a position where you will flourish. What is God doing? What is he saying to us here tonight? Dare we go into the pruning process? Tonight is not about the pruning process, although the pruning process is a part of it. Here, here I'm interested in this taking away process. Because it can't be that this branch that's in him is not saved because it wasn't just a branch. It was a branch in him. The branch was already in him, but it wasn't producing. This is not about people who aren't saved. This is about people who are saved but ran into some issues. Slowed down, lost their dream, their hope, their vision. God is saying in 2020, let me reposition you. Let me change it for you. Is there precedent? Is there precedent of God doing this all over the scripture? But one thing, one person comes in mind right now that's, that, that comes to my mind is Jacob. When Jacob was in his mother's womb, he and his brother Esau were fighting. I mean, literally fighting, pulling at one another in this lady's womb. If there are any ladies on here and, and you've been pregnant, you can, can you imagine? Can you imagine not just, oh, oh, I felt a little kick. Oh, he's on my bladder. I've got to go again. It wasn't just that for Rebecca. It was, oh my goodness, what's going on in these, with these babies? So she goes to inquire of the Lord and the Lord says, there are two nations in your womb. Two different kinds of people. They're, they are at war. I'm going to make a long story short. When Jacob, was, when Jacob was born, Esau came out first. But Jacob had him by his ankle and he tripped him. That's what, that's what uh, Jacob means. Um, <clears throat> I'm sorry. Jacob means, it means one who tricks one up, to trip one. One who tricks one up, a trickster. He was a deceiver. That's what he was. Every time they called his name, imagine, imagine he's out playing and his, his dad calls him, Deceiver! Time for dinner. Deceiver! Did you water the horses? Deceiver. That's all he heard all of his life was deceiver. And he followed suit. He was a deceiver. He, see, he deceived his daddy and stole his brother's blessing. He and his mom concocted that. You, you go back and read the story. He and his mom concocted this, this elaborate uh, a ruse to trick their father, and it worked. He came from a long line of tricksters. He was tricked. But when he stole his brother's blessing, his brother uh, spoke to him what is known as a maldiction, not a benediction where you benefit from it, a blessing, but a maldiction, a curse. He said, may the Lord watch between me and thee while we're absent one from another. Because in other words, if I see you again, I'm going to kill you. Esau grew up to be a mighty nation, a strong tribesman. Jacob, not so much. He grew up to have a large family but wasn't really a fighter. He was more a mama's boy. Well, he had decided that he got to go back home. He's an adult, and he's got to go home and fix this with his brother. 
Mm. He meets God. Before he goes back, he stops at a place called Bethel. And it is there that he met with God. And the Bible says he wrestled with God. He held on to the angel and the angel told him, you've got to let me go. You've got to let me go. He said, I'm not letting you go until you bless me. Now, the angel could have pronounced a blessing on him, I imagine. I imagine he could have spoken something powerful into his life. You'll be a great man. You'll be a mighty nation. But what he really needed was a repositioning because he had the blessing, but without being, he he had the blessing, but he did not have the position that he needed for the blessing to be fruitful, for the blessing to flourish. This is what God is saying. This is what God is saying to us. Let me change you. Yield to my repositioning. I want to make you better. You've done it all you can. Let me do it. This, this angel said, your, your name is Jacob. You are a deceiver. People have been calling you deceiver all your life. Your name shall no more be called Jacob. It's going to be called Israel. You're going to be a prince among men. He repositioned him. Did you see? He changed him. He, re- he repositioned him from deceiver to prince. That's what God wants to do for you. I don't care who you were. In 2019, 16, 18, 15, 12, 11, 10, 9, 8, all the way back to 1965. That's when I was born. Doesn't matter who you were. Right now, God is saying to us, in 2020, let me reposition you. Well, Lord, as soon as I get this off of me, then, then I'm, I'm going to really dedicate myself to Jesus. This is my year. 2020 my year. I got to make some changes. No. Did you notice that the vine did not clean itself up? All the vine did was yield it to the hand of the gardener. The gardener knows exactly where to put you. He knows how to get you there. All he needs from us tonight is a willingness to be repositioned. God is going to reposition the people on this call. God is going to, re- if you are listening to this by podcast, it is not by accident, but rather by design. God wants to change some things for you. You've tried yourself. Let God do it. That's all Jesus is saying. He said, I'm the true vine. I'm the one. I'm the one. And if you're in me and you're not producing, I need you to be productive. If you're in me and you're not producing, guess what I recognize? It's not you. It's your environment. Let me change your environment. Let me, let me reposition you. I know what you used to be. What you used to be has not produced anything for me. Let me reposition you. Let me wipe you down. Let me tie you up into another place and hold you there until I can get out of you what I sent you here for. My God, my God, he wants you productive. God wants to move in your life. He wants to use you. Using you may not mean you standing in some pulpit, Using you may not mean that you're preaching or teaching the word. Using you may simply mean that you're showing a kindness to somebody in his name. But as it stands now, 
He can't do that because you're bogged down. The message is not to you, unbog yourself. The message isn't clean up your act. The message is, be willing to be repositioned. Be willing to trust God that whatever he's doing, wherever he's putting it, when things begin to change, and they will begin to change for you this week, when things begin to change, just say, Lord, thank you for repositioning me. Thank you that I'm being repositioned and I'm going to bear, as King James says it, old King James says it, much fruit. But God bless you and may he keep you. Thank you for listening. Well, God bless you all. At this particular time, I'm going to uh, ask uh, if, if you